when you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blow. As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin. None. After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. had two two good chances uh, in the first half and we had some some other uh, situations uh, running in behind uh, their back line um, today I think it was more complete with a little bit more of uh, determination uh, more speed and, and quality and I think uh, when we play in that way uh, sometimes you know we can win like today uh, but for the opponent it's, it's difficult well, welcome everyone to the Afterburn Soccer Show. That was FC Dallas head coach Nico Estevez uh, speaking to reporters. Just a little snippet there after the win at home to keep MLS Cup playoff hopes alive for FC Dallas to keep this run in MLS Cup uh, as a possibility as they beat Seattle Sounders at home 3-1, to one, making life difficult for the Sounders. I'm Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. And uh, at least for the time being, I keep thinking I'm going to get off that website. But uh, and and with me is is my good buddy Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona on Twitter. What's up, everybody? X. Yeah, um, yeah. We're excited and we're excited to welcome you as, as we'll take your questions, your comments live here on the Afterburn Soccer Show, and or and and also post the audio later. So if you if you can't catch the show live, you can you can follow along when that time comes and you're on that commute or whatever whatever platform of choice that you find podcasts on look up the afterburn soccer show and uh, we'll be there so it, it's been an interesting two weeks we didn't have a show last week so we have a lot to catch up on of course playoffs have begun we've already seen st louis uh the uh expansion side you know uh first year and that top spot in the west getting getting booted out of the playoffs by their in-state rival sporting kansas city but hey uh fc dallas had to take care of things at home after a disappointing two to nothing loss in seattle uh, a penalty kick given up by marco farfan just just not the performance the team wanted in seattle and also a game 
that uh, we saw Alan Velasco go down with a season-ending significant injury that's going to keep him out for a while. So it, it was a disappointing beginning of the playoffs for FC Dallas, but then they, they brought brought stuff back home, came back home, and, well, uh, found a way to get the job done, a 3-1 to win against Seattle at home, which means the game goes back to Seattle Um shortly uh and uh and, and so we're just gonna break down both games we're gonna get caught up with both games as a playoff series so far and kind of figure out where we think this game this series goes on friday evening as fc dallas returns to seattle to play the sounders so uh, jose uh everything's working jose you got your audio yeah. back on yeah yeah, it's, yeah. My, i just got my battery low i think so my uh, well, so just, uh, you know, contrast these two matches that we've seen so far. The loss, the really disappointing loss in, in Seattle. And then, of course, the this solid win at home. Uh, what's your takeaways from the games? Well, you know, Taylor, uh, two completely uh, displaced, really, if you want to... <laughs> um, so anyway, the first match, you know, the, the loss. FC Dallas played pretty good initially, and and it just feels like they got deflated as the as the game progressed. You know, especially once that once that uh, penalty kick was awarded. And and I know some people maybe try to wave that off as not a big deal, but it's a huge deal on the road, you know, especially for a team that wants to keep the score zero zero or or keep it to a one goal. To see that you're, you know, playing pretty good on the road and then be awarded a PK like that and be down 1-0, that's – you saw this team sort of demoralize itself, and, and we were concerned about how they would react in the second in the second match. And uh, certainly they rebounded, you know, in a way that I don't think any of us anticipated, which is a good thing. You know, it, they showed what they're capable of, especially at home, which – it's the first win in home at home in, in, in what three months? Yeah. <coughs> I mean, we're talking it's longer. Yeah. I mean if you if you're talking just MLS and not including a uh League's Cup. So yeah, it's it, it's a great it's a great way to rebound and, and, and one match disappointment, senior team sort of deflate itself and the second match seeing them jump out to to a big lead and then hold on. And, and, and put it away. It was, it was exciting stuff. Seattle's always been a tough place to play for, for FC Dallas. And, um, you know, even I think this coming match, well, we'll get to that a little bit. But, but yeah, you always want to keep things tied against Seattle unless Seattle has one of those games, which they do every once in a while, like any soccer team, where they, they give up some dumb goals and they put themselves in a hole. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think um, it, it was clear – in Seattle, just things were not going their way, and and the team couldn't find that that next gear or that way to kind of uh, just get back into it mentally. And, and losing a guy like Alan Velasco, who's been playing really well, has been in good form, and who is one of those players that's capable in FC Dallas to do something special. I think um, I, I think that's that's the challenge for this team. And and here, but here's what I like too about the game uh, Saturday night. Paul Ariola scores. 
We haven't seen enough from Paul. I mean, he's worked hard this season. He's had some injuries. But, man, we've needed him to get some more goals. And so uh, good for him and a big moment to get that opening goal, to be in the right place. Huge game from Bernard Camungo coming off injury, um, who just also is it seems to be a big answer to that. Someone who can do something special. And, and then earns a PK that Jesus gets a goal. And it's Jesus' first goal in like seven matches. Uh, you know, he's had some assists. So it's, it's, this could be a game. And then you, of course, have Hyder Oberon come off the bench. And he has options to pass. And he just keeps it for just a just a dagger at the end that, that, that squashed Seattle's hope. So there's just a lot to like. And I think... Jordan Morris had a great goal. Credit to him. Credit for Seattle looking dangerous throughout even this game, showing that they're a really quality team. They're not going to go down easily. So nothing's going to be – it's going to be a tough, tough situation. And, and hey, the, the cards are stacked against – the deck is stacked against uh, FC Dallas. Um, <laughs> hey, Todd. Yeah, you know, and – they're a frustrating team to play against because you don't like some of these players. Like I just don't know why. Like are they that good? And yet they play well together. And and I think Schmetzer's a good coach. Uh, so I, I'm going to give some credit there. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you give you just want to continue to give yourself a chance. And, and and now you don't have Velasco to do something special. But now you have Camungo, who is showing some ability to to be special. And and so you have hope. Maybe Jesus feels a pressure lifted off of him. He got a goal. Maybe Paul Areola too is going to go out there and play with a little less like you know, he's got that goal too and he can relax a little bit and just let the game come to him. So and you have a guy like Liam Frazier stepping up. Sam Hunka has a pretty solid game. Imo Tomasi has looked good. So there's some some real positives. Uh, it's going to be a hard-fought match, and I think FC Dallas can at least go into Friday feeling some confidence. But yeah, I, so yeah, I just I just have a number of of thoughts because this is such an interesting series, and the rule changes as we talked about in our last pod. You know, for Dallas, they, it, you keep it one nothing in Seattle. Maybe you give up the early goal, but you, goal, and you just keep fighting, and then you just try to find that sloppy equalizer. <laughs> And take it to PKs and take your chances. I mean, you just extend the game as long as you can. Um, and it's going to be an interesting matchup to see. And and to see if they roll out the same lineup that they did at home. I, I don't know yet. I don't know what Nico is going to do on Friday. I think we'll be all be watching that. But this is at least some justification that, hey, um, you know, Dallas is better maybe than their record indicates in their form, that they they can play well. And and it's just figuring out how to unlock that going forward. Um, so, uh, so here's my question, Jose. And I wrote this in the little article I did on Afterburn today, afterburn.soccer. Um, you know, we've seen, we watch North Texas soccer a lot. So we've seen Bernard Camungo kind of emerge. And he's always been capable of doing something special um, I, I don't know that we've nec- necessarily seen the big game special. I mean, this was a big game. Uh, we've seen him do some great things in, of course, the regular season North Texas stuff. 
But but like to take over a game in the first 20 minutes, which is what Kamungo did, I didn't have that in my script. That's way above my expectation for him. I mean, I, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, yeah, no, I mean, the one thing that we've all agreed about when it comes to Kamungo is that he shows he's got a lot of raw talent, a lot of good instincts, but nothing that that yells, you know, must start. You know, we've been thinking of him as a guy that can maybe come in and have a, a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and, and frankly, we're seeing him grow. We're seeing a guy who basically his confidence has been growing as the season progressed. And, and then, of course, with uh, being called up for, for the, uh, uh, what's it, Olympics? Or, or no, U23, right? Uh, national, the national team call up. I mean, this guy is just growing uh, exponentially before our eyes, and 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 we all talk about how Jesus and Velasco are basically our difference makers. But you have to say that Kamungo has become a difference maker in that vein, and 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 looks ready to assert his position as 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 a must start. Because let's face it, what's the biggest difference between game one and game two against Seattle? And that is, Kamungo didn't really play game one. And we were all wondering about that. We were all wondering, is he injured? What's the deal? Because you lose Velasco, and now you're short on playmakers, and you've got one sitting on the bench who has shown he can produce uh, something out of nothing. And then he gets a start, and he gives you exactly what you think he can give you in spades, you know. <laughs> and so now the question is, are you going to start him in Seattle, you know? Uh, because you have to. You pretty much have to. Um, I, I want to do a quick shout-out to another player, though, that, that has genuinely surprised me, and that's Frazier, who has basically yeah. – I mean, let's face it, he, he – Came in in the first game uh, after the inj injury to Velasco, so he pretty much played, you know, most of that game, and then comes and starts this game. <laughs> and the guy, I mean, the guy's just rock solid. I mean, there's nothing, nothing you can point at that that says that says this guy's a must start. But I'll tell you what he brings. He brings stability. You know, he brings a guy who, who who has big game experience. Maybe he doesn't have big game talent, but you can tell that this guy has seen big moments and, 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 and isn't faced by, you know, Seattle, by the big game atmosphere. And that's something you can't, you have to, you know, learn. You have to basically go through that experience. You can't just teach that. And, and whatever you think of Frazier and, and, and his abilities, at the end of the day, here's a guy who is just basically a solid veteran presence out there, and 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 he doesn't do anything pretty, but he doesn't do anything uh, that's gonna hurt you either. So the guy is just rock solid, and and his his presence out there is growing on me. You know, it, it's basically sure. he's basically he's basically surreal minus all the drawbacks that surreal would suffer. You know. And, a little more flexibility because he can play yeah. center back and yeah. yes yes and, and and like i said just a solid veteran presence out there and he's he's 26 but i mean let's face it this guy's played in big games 
and, and on the international uh, um, side of things, and and I'm surprised, you know, how he's kind of his role has steadily grown, and 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 so sure. I just want to give a quick shout out to him, and my third shout out, of course, is to Hunkwa who who started against uh, instead of Farfan and and you know played great, played mm-hmm. how he's played whenever he's been given a chance. And uh, uh, nobody, I don't think any fan here, basically complained that Farfan wasn't starting because Farfan has been kind of shaky of late. You have to wonder if that's just yeah. fatigue. Yeah, and, and also and just men- mental. You, you make a mistake, uh, you know, PK, which was unfortunate, but it was a PK in Seattle, like, it, it's tough. It's tough when you're in that kind of a big game, I think, for a lot of players to come back from that and bounce back and just ro- let that roll off. Um, but, yeah, Sam Hunka, I, he was sort of this interesting signing at the beginning of the season. It was just like, oh, this guy's just depth. I mean, that was about as interesting as it was. Like, oh, he, we need left back depth. Isaiah Parker's on loan, you know, being sent out. We need somebody. Oh, Sam Hunka, he's a guy's MLS experience, but we're not expecting much. He can play a little center back. He can play a left back. And he's been quietly just a really nice steal. And and so I, I don't know what his contract deals are, but I have to think he comes around. I mean, he's still on this the squad next season. Uh, and uh, and who knows? You know, it's just it's just such a strange thing. So a couple of these guys, Liam Frazier, who also is like this classic MLS roster building kind of signing, not flashy, but a guy that has experience and depth that's familiar with the league. Um, but is the kind of guy you need if you want to actually have a championship level team, you, you need guys like that who can give you good, good solid minutes and, and, and fill spots on the roster and, and make a, make a surprising contribution. So good, good signings from this team from this front office that are certainly paying off in these key moments. Um, and, and again, to go back, Kumungo, a, a little, a nod back to this development system that Defsy Dallas is, is still working on, but, but has in place that's able to produce and develop some guys that can make, make a difference as, as the season unfolds. So, like I said in my article today, like, even if FC Dallas goes out and loses against Seattle, which is probably, you know, if I was a betting man, that's where I'd be leaning toward. Uh, you know, it's Seattle at home. You know, they're they're gonna. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough, tough matchup. Not impossible, but a tough matchup. Um, but even for 2024, I think FC Dallas fans can say, "Hey, we might be disappointed how this season unfolded, but there's some reasons to be really positive about 2024 and the development of some of these players and the the the, the way that this roster can continue to be improved upon." Uh, going forward but that's you know we can get to that down the line for now we we, we man I, I i wanted nothing more than for a couple of seattle players to get a second yellow man, that would have been so wonderful but that, that would have helped out but they're a smart I, I team to, they're a veteran team you know i, I you know you brought up Hunkwa and and and, and i want to say you know in, in today's modern game with with the five substitutes allowed you want your team to have five guys that can come off the bench and give you significant minutes, minutes, and even be capable of starting. And you're seeing Dallas is finding those guys now. Hunkwa, you got Frazier who wouldn't be starting if Velasco wasn't injured. 
You know, uh, you've got, you know, take your pick, Kamungo or Obria, depending on who's starting. You know, uh, Legit, if he ever gets healthy, you know, but he, of course right now he's not, but there's, there's your fourth, guys. And then it's just a matter of, of, uh, if, if, uh, of this team finding players like that that aren't going to break the bank, that are MLS veterans, which this team traditionally shies away from signing other MLS players. And to see Hunkwa and Frazier come in and, and, and give us solid minutes, it, it, it kind of tells you, that, hey, maybe you need to do that a little bit more because if, if there are bargain players like that that can come in and, and give you significant minutes and not break the bank, you know, or not even come close to breaking the bank in all honesty, that's what you want. And it's kind of exciting to see this team, you know. Uh, uh, honestly, I like the team as is, and it's just missing some pieces um, you know, that third center back, that backup striker. But other than that, other than those two holes, I think we're pretty good everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, we'll get to those sort of postseason conversations. I think yeah. it's a little early, but it is fascinating. You yeah, know, but for the season build, though, for the season build, it's pretty good considering, yeah. considering all the holes we have. And, and some of the business, you know, we I don't think any of us predicted that Edwin Srio would be traded away, but I, I think, yeah, this league, you know, you got to be willing to say if the right price comes along for a player and, you know, take it and Ed, it helps you. Edwin and, Sir, and Sylvania. And Sylvania, so, right. We saw that coming. You know, and so been, it's been a, a strange season um, in some of that respect, but also a, a season where some of these signings and decisions have sort of come out pretty well um, for FC Dallas. So, so so some good stuff. You know, I, I, for me, like, I, I do think this th- this next match, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be watching Jesus. Not that everything's riding on Jesus, but I think this is a match where he really, we really need him to step up. Um, 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 well, not just him, but I mean, I mean, we need our big guns to step up. Not just him, not just Ferreira. But but I think no. for me, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I I still, I love Jesus being closer to goal. I love him. I love. I like. I don't mind him having freedom. I know he's a creative player and he has a, a number of assists. But I just think we we really need to make uh, FC Dallas needs to make Seattle uncomfortable as much as possible at home. Um, and, and keep them on edge, but we'll see. We'll see how this team lines up. I know, obviously, the defense is going to be hugely important too. And 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 the goal that that Jordan Morris scored, uh, there was a stretch there where FC Dallas was pushing so high and sort of inviting those kinds of runs. Um, and Bernard, for all of his good game, I mean, he his poor pass led to that that goal. Um, you know, so that's that's a young player's mistake. Um, you, you know, you like him just to boot the ball out of bounds at the very worst if he's unsure. You know, and and then you you get reset. But um, so so there's some some lessons to learn there too. But I I, I think I'm curious if uh, I'm curious how Nico will, will line his guys up and if he's going to be that sort of aggressive with the back line or if that's a, a weakness they saw with Seattle. I, I want to see them be aggressive in the third game. I'm like, come on. This could this is potentially your last match of the season if you don't show up. 
and 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 so I don't know how you you fail to get motivated for that. And I want to see Dallas come out swinging, and I'd rather they lose swinging than 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 China kill the game and 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 allowing a goal here and a goal there, and then we end up with a re- replay of the first game. Uh, I want a combative team. I want I want to see some yellow cards. You know, let's let's go out there. Let's let's put some fight up. Let's. I want to see a team that's going to be, you know, make it a chippy game. I mean, I don't mind if it's chippy. You know, it, it's 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 Seattle. They're going to scrape and scrap to try to win. So you need to match that. You need to match them at all levels. Uh, and and hopefully the refs don't you know punish us more than they punish them, which yeah. is always the concern on the road. Well, all right. Well, good stuff. I mean, it's it's been an interesting um, couple of weeks here. We got soccer. It's going to be edge of a seat, and and my gut is too is that Dallas is going to make a mistake early on. Seattle's going to get a goal, and it's going to be all about just for this team figuring out how to hold on to keep their feet, their head in the game, and clawing their way back in, mm-hmm. and. Make, drawing it up or or finding that 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 late goal that's a miracle kind of thing which has happened before and to to get get the momentum in their favor and then and then who knows pk's are 50 50 you know it's just it just feels like like getting a win uh in this series against seattle and 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 you know whether it's via PK or in regulation or, or what have you in the third game. I think that if that happens, then you'll see this team suddenly feel like they've taken a step forward because let's face it, Seattle is one of our, our, our especially when it comes to end of season bogey teams and, and being able to, you know, get that off your back. I think that would be massive for this team, regardless of what happens going forward. It's, it's a, it's a sign that you are, headed in the right direction. And I think that's what we all want to see. We want to see this team not be satisfied with a, with a first round appearance and exit. We want them to, sure. to fight and claw and find a way to get to that next uh, round and, 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 and build on there, build from that. Because I think that's cha- races your goals for the following season. You know, you can't just say, Oh, Hey, you know, we went to the first round. We're good. You know, is that going to be the goal for next round? No, it should be advance, get past this Seattle team, get to the next round, and now you've set the stage for the expectations for next season. Say, hey, we can't just be satisfied with making the playoffs. You know, we've shown that we can advance. Now we need to, you know, advance, you know, make that our goal to be better and better and better every year. So let's mm-hmm. let's go sure. out there, let's beat Seattle, and let's get over that now. Well, sounds good. It's, been, it's good, good stuff. Good, good things to look forward to. Now, let's let we'll shift gears a little bit, and I'll say this week, I did get to interview um, a week ago or so, uh, North Texas interim head coach John Gall. Ask him a few questions. Have we'll have a little piece about Hope Avayevu's future um, to drop on the site. But uh, in North Texas news, and of course, there's no head coaching news as John Gall I think is still in contention for that permanent position, but. I don't know that how soon the team will either make that call or if they're interviewing other candidates or what or what they think about it. But 
Um, let me see if I can. Yeah, in interesting news, um, North Texas and really FC Dallas sent some some gam money to uh, was it to Chicago? Yep. Yeah. Yep. To to acquire the rights to Leonardo Orejarina. Um interesting guy a, a really young a, 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 he's only 16 is 15 15 yeah 15 years old but has already kind of played up a, a age level been a, a, quite an attacking force um and really you know ex, ex, exciting young talent there 20 goals and 15 assists 15 assists for the bark academy uh, in in Arizona uh, during his two seasons there, so a really interesting talent that shows FC Dallas being sort of aggressive and and willing to spend um, kind of big for this young guy. Um, That's a lot for 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 a teenager and and a change in direction that we've seen recently from North Texas with signing you know several sixteen year olds and now a fifteen year old and and it shows you. And, and and taking advantage of the whole uh, homegrown uh, situation where you can sign, you know, all the homegrowns you want. And so if you can convince a team, you know, across the country to basically, you know, trade their uh, players' homegrown rights, why wouldn't you do it, especially if you're really high on them? And 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 it, I think it shows. It shows the commitment from from uh, from the club and the ownership and the management of, hey, you know, we've seen a drop within our academy. It's still producing talent, but it's it's not pop producing the high-level talent that it's produced in the past. So we need to go out aggressively, and, and, and if we need to take players from other teams, then let's do it. And, and I think that's exciting to see that the team is showing you that, hey, we're still about youth. If, if we – 300 GAM – for 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 a youth player yeah i mean i'm excited to see them willing to do that sort of thing yeah that's a really really exciting it shows their their confidence that this kid um is and he's young i mean he's got a lot of time so it's not like we're going to see him in in an fc dallas uniform in a year or two it's gonna it may be three or four years but but if he's showing that he's a really special talent, because essentially this is what they did with, with, with Ricardo Pepe, identified a really young, talented player and and brought him into the system to develop him. And so, hey, um, maybe is this kid the next young phenom that we got to look out for? Hey, we'll see. We'll see. And, and let me tell you, as an FCD fan, uh, I, I find this move comforting because we've seen the senior team Go away from the youth. You know, you 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 know, you trade away Surreal, you trade away Cervania, and and you're 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 signing veterans that are, you know, older instead of instead of the younger uh, FCD Academy uh, products. And so to see them say uh, go out there and, and and actually spend on acquiring younger, like extremely young talent. I, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that this team is saying, hey, we may be going, uh, you know, more experienced on a senior team, but we still value youth, and we're still a team that values youth above all else, and, and more so than most teams in this league. And, and there's got to be teams out there that don't value youth as much that we can go after their players, and they'd be more, you know, for they'd be more than happy to sell for the right price. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 
you know, I don't think you see you'll see FC Dallas do that, sell their guys to other teams, you know, academy age anyway. I think I, I'm happy to see them basically go to other territories and sign talent. So real, really fun news and something to kind of pique your interest in about uh, about next season for North Texas, that, that roster's, um, you know, in, in, in development and there will be some other signings and some other tryouts and things unfolding for North Texas. But I'll give you I'll give you something to look forward to as he'll, he'll be a guy that I'm sure will will begin to feature for North Texas as we get into 2024. And and I uh, just want to do a quick shout out to North Texas, basically becoming a Division three talent factory, basically pumping out players that go on to to become key players, key starters for other teams in, in Division three. You already saw two players uh, from uh, three players really from FC Dallas uh, that from from the academy through North Texas basically uh, be in the final. Uh, MLX Next Pro uh, final, and then you have Maldonado, who was now who started for North Carolina, who won the title, and uh, so yeah, man, it, it's great to see that that mm-hmm. these players are going on and having careers, that and becoming key players, even even not at the highest level, at least you know, at, at Division three and Division two two levels within this country. Well, in my conversation with John Gall, with interim head coach John Gall, I asked him specifically about Hope Aveyevu. The team <coughs> announced their their contract options and things. And Sorry. Hope has been one of those talents, one of those dynamic forces for North Texas. The question was, hey, you know, is he gonna? Is he? Is there? A, and basically, I asked him just point blank, like, hey, you know, Hope has been so important to <coughs> this team. <coughs> Is the message that hey, you know that that we might see him in Frisco next season, or is it time for him to explore other options? And and the message from Coach Gall was essentially, we told him that we appreciated his contributions, but it's time for him to explore his next step elsewhere. So we won't see we in all likelihood. I mean, who knows? But uh, we likely won't see Hope around in Frisco anymore, which. Like Ronaldo Damas, who was also a standout with North Texas, probably makes sense um, for him to continue his career. Yeah, but and and it just shows that as that that the club has basically stuck to their guns. Where hey, we're going to give you two years, maybe we're willing to give you a third year, but if we feel like you're not going to make the jump, then we're going to move on from you. And 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 it's good for both the team and the player because at this way they're not uh the player is free to seek out other teams that are willing to give them that shot that they're not going to get with fc dallas and 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 you know and continue their development elsewhere like i said if if you're a starter for north texas you're going to be in high demand at least at the division three level guaranteed so hope you know gets released we're all sad that that he may not you know i'm sure he'll probably get a camp invite you know to see if he can still impress but he's now free to basically assign to you know other teams that that are looking for a difference maker in division three or maybe even division two you know with the usl championship teams that are uh in need of talent uh i would say uh 
keep an eye on North Carolina. I, I believe that they ha- are they won the title in, in USL League One, but I believe they'll be playing USL Championship next year. Hmm. So they're a team that is going to be looking to add upgrades uh, or improve, you know, improve their talent. So I wouldn't be surprised if, they, if that's a team that you know invites someone like Hope and say, hey, you know, you're a young player, we're moving up. You're a player that could probably help us. So I think I think he'll be a hot commodity at the lower divisions. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing where he lands. Yeah, so look for that conversation to be posted with, with John Gall. I asked him a few questions uh, just about where North Texas is and everything in the in the season, and we, we pulled some pieces from that and maybe post the audio, the rough audio from that as well um, as a bonus episode for those who subscribe to the podcast. But I think that's a good place to, to leave us, uh, to leave the conversation. Yep. There's soccer yet to be played. i got to say some of the playoffs have been – pretty exciting games there's been a lot of action more to come uh and let's just hope fc dallas goes into seattle and gets the job done we're all hoping for something special um but hey it was nice on saturday night to celebrate a big a big win at home at the very least um uh, something to build on over a bitter rival (laughs) yeah over a bitter rival yeah the best ones Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Todd, uh, Marcin, everybody, for for reaching out, for following along. Please like and subscribe. And, of course, check out Afterburn.Soccer for some content. We'll be, uh, you know, looking in the weeks ahead, too, to see whatever happens, kind of our future for the site and where we want to go with the site and stuff. Uh, But we're just enjoying that you all uh, subscribe and and watch along with us here and, and follow FC Dallas with us. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Jose. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.